Yeah, I think a uh, friend of mine is playing the, that record there. Uh, her name is uh, Olivia Neutron John. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I saw that. She's list. one of your friends? Yeah. All right. I know her that well, but no, she, she also plays in um, Chain and the Gang. Oh, is, yes, yes, yes. I first heard about them on uh, on the Bet Show board from Jason Grove, as yeah. a matter of fact. They're, they're awesome. Uh you know, I I love Ian Sinonius, like, all his stuff. Yeah. Oh, he's the guy from Nation of Ulysses. Yeah, yeah Nation of Ulysses and uh, the makeup and some other bands here and there. And he's also written a couple books that are awesome. Uh, and he's, he's just an awesome, weird dude. Because, like, like, you know, actually, I got into the Nation of Ulysses in college. And I always was just super confused by, like, kind of his persona. And now, now, like, I know him. And I actually I put together a show for Chain and the Gang. And I, you know, I just see him at shows all the time. Still very confused by his persona. He's a, he's an interesting, funny dude. Well, how would you describe Nation of Ulysses? Uh, well. Were they emo? No. No, they're punk that is always super serious, but also joking. And you're not sure how much of But, yeah, they're an amazing, amazing band. Uh, just, yeah. Well, and, and they were on uh, uh, Discord, right? Were they a straight-edge band? Um, or just pretend? No, I mean, no, not really. They're, they're, yeah, I mean, they're on Discord, and... Uh, Enchanted the Gang, I think, is still... Although, I mean, really, Discord now is mostly a, you know, legacy. Like, you know, Ian's not out looking for to put new bands on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh... So it's just kind of old bands can release stuff, but... Not too active. Um, but yeah, but they're on Discord. Uh, I forget what I was saying. There's okay. Like, you, know, you know the the main guy, Ian Sinovius? Sinonius. Sinonius. Sinonius, yeah. Sinonius. Everyone just calls him Spin. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I can't. I may be saying it wrong. I'm not sure. That's fine. But, yeah, but they, um, well, and they always have like this whole uh, kind of philosophy that's, you know, like their biggest album's uh, 13 Point Program to Destroy America, which is, it's. That fantastic. should get them attention with a name like that. Yeah, well, and I mean, it <coughs> came out in 91. Uh, oh, okay. So, so it wasn't that successful. Well, I mean, in its... I mean, in destroying America. Oh, no, no, it didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so you've booked shows for him, you said? Uh, yeah, I did one a couple years ago for uh, with uh, Jane and Gang. 
Well, that's pretty neat. So do you just go into a club and give them a CD and say you ought to have these guys, or? Well, yeah, it was, that was a, a benefit show, uh, you know, in a church. Oh. That I just, I just set up, okay. Like, it was with a group I was involved with, and, you know, I just talked to, like, I knew, I knew Ian before that, so I just asked him if he wanted to do it. Oh, that's neat, though. Yeah. yeah. So you're, so you're out, you're a go-getter. Yeah, I... I like that. I, I used to do more stuff like that, but I'm just, you know, I just know a lot of music people and love music and yeah that's that's very nice it's true I love music too yeah it's pretty great I think I'll probably go see the uh, Flesh Tones Saturday I've never had an opportunity to see them they've rarely come to Florida but they're going to be playing at the Tropical Heat Wave for uh, our local community station, WMNF. Ah. And I think it's this week. Yeah, that would be May 2nd, right? Or something like that. Yeah. Saturday. May 2nd is Tuesday. Or Saturday. Why did I say Tuesday? Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm super excited. But on uh, Thursday, I'm going to see one of my favorite bands play the first time ever for me. Who's that? And, uh, and the first time, first show in seven years. Uh, uh, Beauty Pill. Whom? Beauty Pill. Beauty Pill? Yeah. Never just, heard of them. Yeah. I mean, they're also also friends of mine. Um, huh. Boy, well, they, uh, they, you got some connections over there, huh? Yeah, I, I know a lot of the people in the around here. So you're the guy that hangs around before the show or after the show or how, how does this work? Yeah, I mean like I'll, I just Help them load the equipment? No, no, I'm not I'm not involved in it anyway. I'm just happy to go. Um, and, and they just put out or yeah, they came out today. They're uh, or no, it came out a week ago. Their uh, new album is amazing. Oh, um, is that the name of it? No, it's uh, Beauty Pill Describe Things As They Are. Oh, boy. They're very uh, heady. Like, they actually they used to be on Discord, um, which the leader, uh, Chad, Chad Clark, mm-hmm. uh, had a tough relationship with I mean, certainly not with the label, like, you know, he's still friends with everyone and Right. But, uh, but that the expectations of of Discord and people expecting, you know, a straight edge punk band and they were more arty and oh. and not that punk, so so they went to a different label for uh, Right. So you like bands that have like I was gonna say cerebral, but it's not that much, but that they there's a, a tongue in cheek element. I I do like that. Okay. Um, okay. I, I like lots of different things. But, right, of course. But well and like this album they uh, they recorded it in a, in a uh, an art museum. Like it was in this black box theater in 
you could go watch them recording it. They did a couple times. As part of like an art show? As I mean, an like exhibit, it I guess? Yeah, as an exhibit, it was its own, its own thing. Uh, that is pretty conceptual. Yeah. And then, then it was played, like when it was done, it was like mixed into surround. And there was another exhibit at the museum where you'd go and it would be played. Um, and I went to that. And now that it's out, they're uh, starting to play some shows. And their first shows are in the same art museum. And they're going to be like around the audience. So Interesting. Hey, I see NPR had something on them. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say there's a, there a big thing on Weekend Edition this, this weekend about about them. That Whoa. I recommend listening to. Yeah, well, I'm making notes over here. Yeah, Chad, Chad, the leader, is a very thoughtful and interesting dude. Like, and he's also, like, he's a he's brilliant uh, producer. He's like, I mean, that's kind of his main, that's his job, I guess. Like, he's producing and actors and all that good stuff. Oh, well, that's neat. Close up one funny fact about, uh, about Chad Clark is that his, uh, his parents are both... Uh, like big civil rights activists and like lawyers for the NAACP. Mm-hmm. Like, like his dad was one of Martin Luther King's lawyers. Um, so his parents gave gave uh, their kids like real names related to their ethnic identity, the African name. Him after the country, Chad. Which also happens to be a super white name. Oh, oh, that is pretty good. He yeah. could have been Zimbabwe. Yeah, but, but so he has he has like the whitest name as a you know exercise in like black power. Wow, or he could have been Monrovia. Yeah. Wow, that is interesting. Or Kwame, or yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 John Lennon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like his brother has like a you know notably apt name, and he's named Chad. Wow, are they black? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well that's that's a little better. It's still tough though. Yeah. That isn't that was very good, and they named him after an African country. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. I mean, I guess it's all right. I understand that whole thing about the black community. A lot of people make fun of the names and stuff, but, I mean, if you've been snatched out of your home country, you've been slapped into a European culture, yeah. you know, you wouldn't want to just take the name of the of the slave masters or the estate owners. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and there's no paper, so you don't know where to go back to, so you kind of have to improvise. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've tried to explain that to, uh, uh, I don't want to call them racist, but let's say very white people. And they just, they chuckle. They don't understand. Yeah. But, you know, that Tayshawn is, is, is a created name because that's, that's like more American than Bill is American. You know, you don't understand. Yeah. Oh, I'd say a lot of people have trouble with that, with empathy, and that's problematic. Yeah, well, it goes without saying. Yeah.
Yeah, anyways, I'm reading uh, Douglas Rushkoff's Present Shock. Say the name again. Present Shock. Present Shock, okay. Do you remember Alvin Toffler's Future Shock? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's kind of a play on that and analyzing things from our, you know, now computerized wor world. I thought it was pretty timely to address it. Uh-huh. And uh, I think he's a pretty smart guy. I know you think he's a little bit too full of himself, right? Is that, I'm not mistaken at that? No, I, I don't think I really... What's, what's, his, what's his name again? Douglas Rushkoff. Yeah, I think I, I listened to one thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I, I'd have to listen to more to make a big opinion, uh, you know. Yeah. I don't know whether you, you would enjoy it as much as I am, but I am enjoying the hell out of present shock, though. Okay. And he's talking about the way we're taking in information and how things like Twitter, you know, you feel like you got to keep up with Twitter to know what's going on, but in reality, everything on Twitter's already happened. Uh -huh. You're missing what's going on in the present because you're looking at, even if it's just, you know, a couple seconds ago, you're still looking in the wrong direction. It's, I think it's a very good book. I, I saw you, something about the Googleplex or whatever. Oh, that Plato at the Googleplex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I read that one not too long ago, too. How was that? That was all right. It wasn't quite as great as I hoped it would be. But I'd have to say I like this Rushkoff book better. But, you know, a lot of these are the two weeks out of the library, so if you don't read them fast, they're gone. And like this Rushkoff, I had at one time. But I like to savor stuff, and that doesn't work that well when you have to go through a book that quickly. Yeah. But in the case of uh, Present Shock, what I did was I waited until everybody got their fill, and then I got it again, and now I've had it for another two weeks, and nobody's complaining. I have been reading more at, since I've been out of work. <laughs> I suspected. More than just the want ads. <laughs> yeah. I told you I was trying to pursue this uh, medical courier, <laughs> possibly a new career path. No, you did not mention that either. You keep saying I mentioned this, but you didn't. No. Delivering, like, specimens? Well, yeah, I mean, it's medical waste and, uh, you know, blood samples and that type of stuff. Ooh. I mean, the, the building where I worked at, they had, you know... Yeah, because you used to do, right? It was, that was mostly all medical stuff. Well, no, I mean, the, the building where I worked at, there were a couple doctor's offices. So I'd see these delivery guys picking up, and there were like four or five different delivery companies, you know? There's, there's a bunch of them, you know? On car or foot or bicycle? Yeah, some, some of them even had company. No, on, on, they're, they're all cars. Oh, okay. I mean, it's a driving job, you know? But it's like less stress. And I, it turns out a friend of mine, her friend does it. And it, does it, it pays fairly decently, you know? All right. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to get in, you know. It's like uh, they're going to look at my resume. Where's this guy coming from? But I put a little note that I'm trying to do something else. Right, and your driving record's pretty clean. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. I sent out a bunch today. Any word from anybody that that you worked with? Have, or that you're just cut off cold? Where's this guy coming from? Well, yeah, no, actually, I, I contacted a woman... To, to give me the names of the uh, 
the different companies, you know, that are out front of the building. Oh. But yeah, I mean, you know, it was such a it was such a cold environment, you know, you, you didn't really develop good relationships, you know. You basically went in there, you sat at your desk, and you left, you know. That's the way it was. It wasn't a very social office, you know. Right, right. They didn't have birthday parties or... Well, they had like a going away party for one woman, you know. Not for you, though. No, not for me, you know. <laughs> I didn't rate the going away party. Just go away. Just go away. But yeah, and uh, but like the school teacher lady, the former school teacher, you, you didn't keep. Well, I mean, I you know I sent them, I sent a few emails when I got home. You know. Yeah, you had said that, but nothing, nothing. Oh no, they 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 wished me luck, and that was it. You know, it was kind of okay. Like, that was the end of it. Not my brother is doing something similar and says there's an opening or no, nothing. No, I mean they, they didn't really have those connections. I mean they they most most of the people that were there, part of it was that they lived nearby. Uh huh. I I probably lived the furthest away from the office, you know. No, I see. For a lot of them, it was just convenient. It was the convenience part of the uh, the sell of the job, you know. Yeah, well, not having to commute is pretty damn important. Yeah. But yeah, so you're thinking about um, uh, trying to be a courier of uh, medical. It waste. just looked to me, you know, I see these people coming up, and there were older, there were older people doing it too. Right, right. Yeah. How do you define older these days, Mike? Well, you know, somebody who's older than me. You know, I, I mean, see, I see. So I. I mean, I saw people, you know, look like maybe they were in their 60s even doing it, you know? I see. Just and they guy. just carry those little orange buckets? Well, you know, yeah. They just things on them? And they just take what's, out, take what out, what's in there out of there, you know? And they've got like a cooler or whatever they put it into, and that's mm. it. You know, they get back in the car. I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many stops they have during the day. Maybe it can be stressful if you got to get stops in a day. And, you know, they're always, you know checking your time and all that stuff. But they didn't look stressed to you, though. No, it looks like, you know, hey, it's like you're just doing your thing, you know, and it's, it's a responsible job, you know. It's not like, you know, shitty work. You know, you got to be responsible doing it. Right. And, and, and what, that's called a, uh, a, what, medical waste courier? Oh, well, just medical courier. Medical courier, okay. So you could be carrying x-rays, although they probably do that online now. Oh, yeah, I think that's all done, uh, you know, on the computer. Yeah, they've already outsourced anything they could. You know, that's what they say. You know, the guy that still knows how to drive a nail with a hammer is never going to be outsourced. Mm -hmm. You know, but a computer programmer can be outsourced to India. Right. They'll just find another programmer. But the plumber, the guy that knows how to actually repair your pipes, he's not going to be threatened by outsourcing. Right. Because you still have to have a hand and, and real skill. In our, I won't say real skill, but what would you call it? A tangible skill? Yeah. I, you know, I saw, I saw some numbers about, you know, how, how, the, how the U.S. is going to age, how the, you know, the older population is really going to start booming. I yeah, mean, yeah, it already is. Yeah, because we are the boomers. 
Yeah. Well, where the, where the healthcare jobs is going to be like a big market, you know. It already is. Hell, they, they're taking over Florida. For God's sakes, I was shocked. You find out that the Speaker of the House, a president of a hospital corporation, the governor is a former head of a hospital corporation. But that's the problem with for-profit medicine, in my opinion. You know, that's why we have the most expensive, but only like the 15th best healthcare system. Because it's about the profit, not about the healthcare. At least for a lot of people. And we can't even get them to take the um, uh, expansion of Medicaid money down here. And we got a Republican House and a Republican Senate, and they're still at a stalemate. Even though they're both on the same party. It's crazy. Dougal doesn't understand because they got socialized medicine up there and people are doing okay. But I had actually written a letter to the uh, uh, head of the House of Representatives here. He's, he's, he's writing back these ridiculous things like, People with, on Medicaid are 97% more likely to die than people that have private health insurance because that's their whole thing is they're going to come up with some sort of private health care thing. But then I went and did research on it and it was only 97% more likely when they were in surgery and not everybody on Medicaid was more likely to die than people with it with private health insurance and then you know you do a little more research and you find out that the majority of these people had just recently gotten on Medicaid and that they had long-term illnesses that they hadn't had treated so I mean it was like absolute nonsense and not a real argument in any way shape or form and I don't know whether he was being intellectually dishonest or whether he was an idiot but either way it's pretty Pathetic that he's in charge of our House of Representatives. And you know, Rick Scott, our governor, made his money by ripping off Medicaid. You know, one of those deals where you, you steal three billion and you get fined one billion, and you're still up a billion, two billion. Not to get too depressing. Do you have any shoplifting stories, Frederick? Ah, I've actually only shoplifted twice. Once with a comic book when I was about 11 from Woodward's Drugstore. And I don't remember the comic book, but the other one was a cassette tape from Stereorama. And it, it was the Ramones... I stuck it in my sock. Okay. And then I walked up and paid for the rest of the stuff that I bought. And I, I, I'm trying to... Re oh, pleasant dreams. And then I, it's almost like I immediately lost it. I don't even remember listening to it. Wasn't one of their best. No. It was just right there. <laughs> we had we had one 7-Eleven which was notorious because there was a guy named Craig who worked there and if you could dupe him into talking talk to him 
you lure him into the corner to talk with him about the movie that was playing on the because they're renting movies. Uh huh. And there were guys at the time you could they actually stole. There was one guy who actually made nachos behind the counter <laughs> and stole them. <laughs> Somebody else. That was like the, that was the ultimate. Then they were they were just stealing two liters. It was incredible how much they. Of soda. Love yeah, of soda. Wow. The guy and the guy, but the guy made himself. It was the middle of winter, and he made himself nachos, and he put the wrong kind of cheese on it. And he didn't realize that till he got home, and he threw it up against his neighbor's house where it froze. <laughs> so he never even got to enjoy his stolen. He never even got to enjoy it. He was so angry Man. at his at having made the wrong kind of nachos, that which he'd then stolen. Oh. So you got Seven Elevens up there, though. Yeah, we're the Slurpee capital, Slurpee and diabetes capital of the world. Oh, congratulations. Hey, I see Stan just showed up. Hey, hey, hey. What? Yeah, well, you know. Sounds like he's being followed by some giant mechanical beast. Uh, yeah, the headphones seem to be acting weird. Oh, I thought your refrigerator was rebelling. Typically, yes. <laughs> well, it's nice for you to stop by. Ah, uh, well, hey, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, I'm sober enough to not insult anyone, hopefully. Oh, we'll see about that. You still got a good 15, 18 minutes. We'll see how it goes. But you're doing great so far. Well, thank you. Anyway, so things warm up. You hockey puck. (laughs) You did it already, you bozo. (laughs) So is the weather warming up up there, uh, Dougald? Or are you guys still freezing? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be warm. Finally, it's supposed to be warm this week. And, and, and your definition of warm? Uh, oh. 40? I'm trying to figure out for Fahrenheit. Oh, that's right. right. Don't know. Yeah, don't like 20 degrees Celsius, so. No, it's warm-ish. 20, 23. 20 Celsius. Oh, okay. You're in this... Upper 60s. That's not oh, bad. Oh, that's not bad. No, that's actual warm. Well, I've been kind of bragging because last week, things it was like we were in magic land for an entire week. The highs were like in the low 80s and the lows were in the high 60s. And it was like, oh, man, this is so great. And then two days ago, I got up to get a smoke, have a smoke at 3 o'clock in the morning, and it was 82 degrees in the garage. It was like, wow. something's crazy, but it was. There was like this rainstorm that sat there for like two days, and the humidity must have been up in the 80 to 85% range, and it just sat there. And so it didn't cool off. But, yeah, but it's since rained, and it's gotten back to being fairly nice. Although somebody told me that we're 8 degrees above average, but I don't know. People say all kinds of stuff about the weather. And I, I know from uh, talking with Casey Ross, our clay pigeon, 
he said that the northeast is getting warm and cold by by the day. You don't know what to whether you need to, you know, break out your shorts or or your sweatshirt. Yeah, it, it it's very twenty degrees from day to day all the time. Yeah, that's Crazy. what he was saying. And he said, you know, you get up one day and you say, ah, spring is really here, and then the next day it's like winter's right back again. Now, I was up there not that long ago in Connecticut, and that, then when I was there, the temperature ranged from, like, 32 to 47, which I don't know whether you consider that cold or warm, because it seemed pretty cold most of the time to me. I don't know what that is in Celsius, though. It's not time to put tomatoes in the ground. Certainly sure. not. But we're growing. Thirty-seven, thirty-seven Fahrenheit. Yeah. That's like two. De- that's like two degrees here. Yeah, it's just something like that. Freezing is zero. Right, so. which makes so much sense. I don't understand America. I knew this lady from Germany. She said, "I don't know why you guys are so afraid of the decimal system." Your money's done that way. How come you can't do everything else that way? Because we were talking about, you know, measurements and temp- of, of, of distances and of temperatures and stuff like that. And it's like she, she just didn't understand it at all. I didn't have any way of explaining it. We're conservative. We don't like to change. Yeah, by conservative, you mean we're, we're dicks, kind of. So, yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, we don't care what you're doing in the rest of the world. This is what we're doing, and we're Americans. Yeah, us and Liberia, that's it. Is it really? Yeah, Liberia was a country we created to get get rid of the black people. When we told them to go back to Africa, we actually created a country they could go back to. That was mighty white of us, wasn't it? Oh, it's good to have you back, Stan. Shucks. You're you're insulting entire countries now. It's beautiful. You you got right back on the horse. Or the uh, crayfish, as the case may be. uh, My duty as an American. That's good. Just to be offensive and violent. Threaten people. I, I heard somebody saying that just recently, too. And they were, it was actually written like in the 1800s, but they were talking about Americans in the Midwest. They said they're very independent, they're very aggressive, they're very prone to violence. And then uh, I thought, wow, boy, he really nailed it. Because I was thinking about with our handguns and stuff like that, or, you know, gun lack of regulation. So how about uh, Randy Newman? Prescient or what? It's <laughs> come full circle now. Yeah, well, Stan wasn't here, and we're down to the last 10 minutes, so I got to get it in there. <laughs> Listen to Baltimore. It's a good song. Hey, and Dustin just showed up. I don't know who he is. And how do you get the cool S? I've never seen that before. Or that might just be from the updated Skype. Hello, Dustin. Oh, there he is. He's a typer, not a talker. That's fine. I'm not judgmental. 
will accept either. Anyway, so how's Stan doing then? How's the fish business? Oh, you know. They're, they're there. They're uncooperative. Uh, same old crap. Right, right. Cold, unresponsive to your uh, your uh, uh, kindness. You just take it for granted. Nah, my big thing lately is uh, putting plants in the ground. Plants? And covering, yes. And oh, covering and, then, them and then covering them immediately. Yes. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, well, that's what Clay was telling me about, yeah? if he planted stuff in Manhattan. Yeah, it was a rough winter. Most of my perennials died. Oh, I got sweet yeah. potatoes, too, when we're trying for the first time this year. And got them in the mail in a, in a, in a brown paper bag, or in a brown package. And they were all wilty, and they said, just stick them in a bottle of water, and they'll stand, and they're, they're looking good. I decided I'm going to plant them in different parts of the yard and see where they do best. But they're the vine type. Mm -hmm. So I figure I'll put them near the fence and see where they go and how they grow. But we're growing corn this year. I don't know about Florida corn, but we're going for it. And, really? And, what variety? I don't know, Florida corn, I guess. That's what it's going to be when we get done with it. They're already doing all right. They're up a good 14 inches. And you have to worry, worry about gators coming into your garden at night? No, I have a fence around the yard. What about deer? Do you have a big deer population down there? No, not, not no. particularly where we're at. But, yes, we do have deer, but not like up in the northeast, like in Connecticut. I see deer all the time. Yeah, we're overrun up here. Yeah, because you got rid of the wolves. That was a big. I told you. I told you about the neighbor. No, you but, didn't. Uh, you know, he he has a nice sized garden. You didn't. But it, but the surrounding fence, it's like a penitentiary. Oh, to protect it. <laughs> because the deer, you know, they they can hop pretty high, you know. Yes, yes. Yes. So his fences were getting higher and higher, and he's got. He's got a uh, motion detecting light that starts flashing. <laughs> he hasn't it's, put it's the ridiculous. barbed wire on the top yet. I don't know if it's barbed wire, but it's, you know, it's pretty intimidating looking. Does yeah? Well, I know that my mother in law, my mother in law said the deer would just come in and eat her flowers, just yeah. clean them out. And she's basically a gentle woman, but when we start talking about the deer, she gets kind of. Cold-blooded. Yeah. 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 But where, where they live is next to a campground, you know, kind of a more nature area. But, I mean, I've seen, I've seen deer, you know, probably like just driving up and down the road in a couple days, you see five or six. You know, whereas where, where I live, if you see one a day, I mean one a week, it's a lot, a real lot. So, but, you know, where we're at has been kind of, you know, suburbanized, and there's not really the green areas where the deer could... Uh... The new problem up here is coyotes. Won't they take down the deer, or they're not big enough? No, they're taking down people. Oh! You got to train them. You got to train them. You got to train them. Speaking of trading, could you turn your speakers down? I think the source of the echo is you. 
Yeah. It wasn't happening before you showed up. Yeah. <laughs> but That's I did. True. I did. Is anybody else hearing the echo? Talk about like this. Of course they hear it. It's coming from your speakers. <laughs> I'm wearing headphones, Fredericks. Whoa. Something weird is going on. Did you turn off your speakers too? Two, two, on my phone, phone, phone. Hello, hello, hello. Anyways, what was the question besides the? Besides the. Oh, there it is again. But what's funny is where the coyotes came from. Yes, that's what I want to know. I'm pretty sure it's the Navy. Oh, they're not those kind of army coyotes, are they? Navy coyotes. No, it's a Naval Weapons Station Earl. It's a big tract of land owned by the Navy, and uh, they had a huge inbred deer population, so I'm pretty sure they just introduced them. Oh, my. And they got out. Now, a coyote is uh, what, about 50, 60 pounds, or do they get bigger than that? Uh, more like 80 or 90. Oh, okay, yeah. So like a big um, kid. Wasn't one reported in Norwood, which is uh, Officer Tom's uh, neck of the woods? He's, that's where he's a cop. He can't afford to live there. It's crazy expensive. Well, I saw. He's no Richard Belzer. <laughs> I saw, when we were in Nashville, I saw. I think it was just a fox, though, a gray fox. But that thing was probably only like, you know, 30 or 40 pounds max. And it was hard to it's tell because it was so fluffy. It's probably a young coyote. Bobcat story, right? Huh? I told you about the bobcat story, right? Yes, yes, you're, you're a guy <laughs> who killed That's him with his story. bare hands. That guy... That guy is still being tortured for that story. Oh, but he still keeps coming in. Yeah. yeah see, Stan doesn't know the other guy, the, the gambling guy that ran off with the money has never come back. Yeah, no, he's gone. What did he get away with, like $1,200? $1,200, yeah. Yeah. But he didn't get away with it. He, he, he was gambling with it. <laughs> Right, so he doesn't have anything to show. Yeah, for. it wasn't like he put put down a deposit on a car or anything. Mm. And he just lost all his friends. Yeah. Well, that's a true masses story, though. There is no happy <laughs> endings there. I had a laugh this week. There was, there's a, a guy who comes in. He's a really he's a guy. His name is Joe. And his, his uh, girlfriend's really attractive, you know. She's she's got issues herself. She she got into a DWI, but she's you know she's really attractive. But and she was she was getting kind of drunk Sunday morning, and so you know it, it's this this couple. They're both married, and they're you know, they're sneaking around on their spouse, right? And they come into mass, and and they, and they like it's like so silly. They separately, you know, like one. In and the other, in like 10 minutes later. Oh, and then it's they like everybody work their way towards each other. Well, everybody knows what's going on, you know, mm. but nobody says anything about it, right? Mm. And, and, and as soon as this guy came in, the first thing this woman said to him was, Where's your girlfriend? <laughs> 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 and everybody's like, 
oh, I don't have a girlfriend. No, it's like, oh, brother. And I've seen this guy, like, peeking out the windows because he thought, some, you know, the, the husband was in the area. Or something. Mm. <clears throat> That's pretty exciting. Well, it's just things you observe, you know. And what about that woman that was supposed to be your girlfriend? Is she not anymore? No, I, I sort of moved off that. <laughs> I, I saw the writing on the wall, as they say. Oh, okay, okay. And are you still going over to that place with the popular bartender? The guy that... Yeah, I go to this one place where the, the, the food is pretty good. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I still go there. But I only go there like so. Actually, I went to one of the, the bartender that I go there on Friday. He's active in the Knights of Columbus, and they had a benefit for this woman who has cancer, and was in uh, South Amboy. So I went. I went with him and his wife. I didn't know anybody at this place, uh, but this band was playing, and uh, I, I, I tweeted about it because they actually did. They did touch me, you know. Oh no. <laughs> And when they did it, I'm like, wow, there's something wrong with this song now. You know, it doesn't sound right to me now. Uh, hi, I'm Denison. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things Tom done on the show. I mean, that was that was really good. Yeah, I agree. The way he built it up, you know, kept up. <laughs> Actually, we, do you know how to like just sort of cut, cut that portion out? Would you be able to do that for us? Probably. You have the technical skills? Just to get that part of Tom's... Yeah, show? just the, the whole touch me that segment, you know? Yeah, I can do that yeah, for you. Yeah, it was like that whole it. section with, like, sort of the doors. Uh, to like, well, just the touch me segment into... And then I think it finished Hi. with the uh, puppy dogs. Okay. Yeah.
actually put it up, put it up on your site, and I'll, I'll post the link. Yeah. Just, just the good part, Frederick. Just the good part. Just the good part. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't have gone as heavy with the uh, American prayer Right. Yeah, I could do that for you, Mike. I could probably make an MP3 file for you. Yeah, I'll do that. It won't be a problem. Now that I got my note here. Then I got to check out Beauty Pill. Do you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've even asked Tom what program he does those collages in. Um, do you know what program he's probably working in? No, no. Well, you could do it in a lot of them. I mean, you could, yeah. you could do it in Audacity. You could do it in GarageBand. I'm just curious what he's doing about royalties or, you know, not getting in trouble, getting permission for that kind of stuff. Well, I think I, if if you don't use like, a certain amount of song. Okay, yeah, so you're talking about, like, the fair use thing. Yeah, he, he's conscious of, like, how much of a song you can use, you know? Like, no more than 15 yeah. seconds is, like, the Something rule like of thumb, that. yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, he's aware of that stuff. But the reality is that that has never actually been tested in court, so nobody really knows what, you know, how it is. It's like one of those things that it's never been formally challenged or not. And I think I think there's also something about parity. If it's a parity, yeah, that's called fair use. Yeah, yeah, you can do that if you're if you're parodying something, then that that's perfectly fine. And see that, it, as far as the collage, that might be what he's using. Yeah. Or hoping to use, if he ever gets sued. But I don't know. I don't know how many people are going around suing people. You remember when uh, Negative Land did their... Uh, you That's the one that got them in trouble. Yeah, yeah. It's because they said there are three things. One is if it's not commercial so if you're not selling it mm -hmm. if you if you're repurposing it or transforming it right and if it's just a small sample yeah which people take as a rule of thumb 15 seconds yeah oh, so that would probably cancel it I had an idea for like a sound collage and and parody so so for parody you can do all sorts of stuff Oh, okay. I'd still be careful about parroting Disney, though. Those people are supposed to be ferocious. But anyways, what were you thinking about, Mike? I was thinking, like, a, you know, uh, uh, of a sound collage with this sort of the instrumental track from Sign of the Time. But instead of, you know, time, you know, he's always coming back to time, would be, uh, hi, I'm Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> You have some, some maybe like me rambling on about something, and it's like, you know, when it's supposed to be time coming in, you know, it's like, hi, I'm Prince's Prince's so Sign of the Times? Yeah, you, you know this, the, the music track, the music from Sign of the Times? Yeah, all right, okay. It's just sort of that, like, uh, bass track type thing. Well, I'll send that to you, too. You can work on that? I might. <laughs> you're gonna get sued by Prince. Yeah, see, he's a little more frightening, you know. He, yeah, I mean, he's not—he's not that tall, but I mean, you know, that's where he's—he's 
he thinks like at least he's you know. Yeah. But I mean, he looks great now. You know, he's he's lost a lot of weight. He, and how old is he? He's probably in his forties, late forties. Okay. Okay. So his skin is still somewhat elastic. I, I guess so. Yeah. He's got he's got a skin condition on top of all this. Oh. Um, it's got like uh, I don't. They're not boils. But they're. Uh, Sis? I don't even know. Yeah, he's got like on the on back of his neck. I mean, it's that's still going. Yeah. Well, I was I was reading about some guy. This is some internet story. Well, I guess it was a newspaper story, but he weighed like nine hundred pounds, and he lost six hundred and fifty pounds. So he's down in the three hundred range. But his skin is all hanging off of him, and he has to go in and have surgery. Because, I mean, it's literally hanging 10 inches off of his body because it had been stretched I, I, well, I, I, I did tell you about the, the master's customer whose son died. From no. Yeah, yeah. That was sad. And But he, you know, he was, like, condemned to the house for years. Oh. You know, I think he got up to, like, 800 pounds. Oh, my. And and I don't I don't even think he was I think he was in his thirties. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's to the point of almost like mental illness, though, or something. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just sad. Yeah. No, and he couldn't add much of a life up to that point. It would take for all your time to get up to eight hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't imagine it. Well, anyways, so apparently I got some material. I got something to work with. That's good. I'm, you know, playing hard. I gotta do that. So, but I have been checking. I checked Dougal's uh, um, Twitter account periodically. And he was talking about how money markets are making it so uh, air, airline, air, air fare is staying up. You know what? Then I, I talked to a guy who gave me the gears about that on Facebook. He gave you what? A guy I know who's a, who's an economist and in, in investing actually said that he gave me the gears about that on Facebook and said it wasn't true. Okay. Gave you the gears. I've not heard that term. Gears, yeah. You don't know that expression? Was it a weird Canadian thing? I, yeah. sus I suspect. Apparently, yes. In America, it's he gave you shit. Yeah, or, or he has. <laughs> we say some, that. Do you know, we say that too? Gave me the keys. Gave you a bunch of crap about it, or give me the gears. gave you a hard time, but gave you the gears, like sticking it in between the gears. Yeah, busted your balls. Yeah, yeah, all we pissed in your Cheerios. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just didn't, I didn't know that it was. Yeah, it was giving me the gears. But, I don't know. But so that would be like that he put you in the gears, right? So your body would be crushed between the teeth of the gears? Am I, I, getting, am I getting too hard? I, I have absolutely no idea what 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 it's from. Oh. I'm going to start using it. It's like screwing the pooch. <laughs> I first came across that one in uh, right stuff. <laughs> Which is a different... And it has a different meaning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Norm MacDonald talked about it because he didn't know that people in the States didn't say 
you say you want to come over to my house? Yeah, sit around and fuck the dog. <laughs> it just means you're not. It means you're just goofing off. <laughs> oh, oh, that says a lot about Canadians. I don't know, and I yeah, and it's, you just been out there, you guys. If you're like on a job site and everyone's dicking is dicking around, the guy I'll say, "What do you guys? Are you all out here screwing the pooch? Get to work." <laughs> Do they not say those <laughs> in the states? Dougal, what's the what's the bestiality is not illegal in Canada? What? Oh yeah. Oh okay. It's illegal. <laughs> it doesn't mean we don't do it. No, enforcement is another thing entirely. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, this is taking around people. Well, you might be, but you know. I have, you know, we're just taking. There's some other Canadianisms like pulling your goalie and stuff like that. Pulling your goalie? Does that mean you just let people score? No, as a euphemism for. uh... No, you don't have to explain hockey to Fredericks. He can do that in his own time, right? Come on, Fredericks. Pull it together. We're pulling. No, it's like for for masturbation. So, like a friend of mine used to like, like we'd be at at somebody's cabin or whatever, and somebody'd be taking too long in the. In oh, the, and he's pulling the goalie? He said, what are you doing in there? Pulling your goalie? Oh. It's like when a woman removes her diaphragm. She's pulling the goalie. <laughs> no, that's an Americanism. That, that, that was wrong. I'm uh, sorry. Found upon. Uh, Terrible. <laughs> Polishing the purple helmet? For... Oh, okay. Yeah, that's accepted. That's... I don't think that's exclusively Canadian, though. No. It's good, it's good that you have a high friend. What? Huh? I mean, after what we used to just, like, make up things that made no sense. So, well, you had Yank in the Crank, and then, then we had chir- Chirp in the Bird, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but you knew what it meant, right? I mean, it's... After a while, you, you, you know, you can put in any words there, and it makes, you know, you can figure it out. Chirping the bird, yeah. <laughs> that almost seems redundant or something. I don't know. That's a good one. You can put that one in your children's book. Like. <laughs> Listen to the chirping of the bird. <laughs> oh, that better be for uh, older than... Uh, those people that were at that comedian show that got yanked. They yanked the goalie there, boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, actually, it's kind of like the goalie yanked them. I don't know how that worked. But Mike, 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 Mike. Hey, that was. That was masturbation jokes, too, that he was talking about. Although he's just gone gray, Mike has. Boom, he's gone. But he said he went to some sort of performance, and then there was chaperones. And uh, oh yeah, I heard that. Okay, you were there for that. Stand. I was listening in. But yeah, so so they they chaperones made him leave when the guy was making masturbation references. And that was before the Dead Dads Club. That was it. Actually, it was gestures. Simulated. Okay, simulated. (laughs) Simulated goalie pulling? Yeah. (laughs) The crank yanking? 
Although I thought friend. that was like the, that was kind of like whip, pull, whipping up a batch. Pulling your leg. <laughs> oh, you're just yanking my crank. No, nah, that's a meth reference. That's a Canadian thing. I'll whipping up a batch. <laughs> We're not big into meth here, I don't think. No, we're, t- we're talking about method. <laughs> method. Oh, method. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, all right, guys. Well, this was fun and... Okay. Uh, you're a new uh, guy? Uh, yeah. Really, yeah? Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. I don't like flopping around. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> We learned something new about Frederick. Well, now you have material. <laughs> I think we There's a it. Canadian word for that, but I, I can't sure. Flopping the goalie. We probably got a T-shirt idea now, Mike. Yeah. Well, I need, I need to know the Canadian term. Come on, Dougal. No, it's... I can't, it actually can't be transmitted across borders. It's too vile. <laughs> can't be translated. We would, all, we would all be arrested immediately <laughs> if I were to share it with you. Oh, we'll have to doogle it then, I guess, after we get off the air. It's some sort of private search engine. Anyways, well, so we ran 20 minutes over, but I knew that was going to happen. All right. All the best, everyone. Yes. Well, thank you. And and Stan. Very well to you. It was really great. I'm glad you showed up. I missed you. No, thanks. Yeah. Hey. I enjoy these. 